Good morning. It's Iowimala. I just realized I don't have my watch next to me, so I have to estimate our time together. It's Thursday, December 3rd, and it's amazing when I think about the date back in March. It never occurred to me that we would still be in the middle of a pandemic. I was worried that it would be so short that I wouldn't get my uh, drawers and closet cleaned out <laughs> and do everything I wanted to do in the of uh, what I thought was going to be a three or four week break. So, yeah, those are cleaned out. <laughs> uh, I was just listening to a talk from Barry Center and uh, something came up talking about fatigue that people who are busy and working very hard with compassionate programs, helping others and or uh, causes, that there's that burnout that's typically a problem. And just a reminder that if we're doing anything out of anger, so doing if we're involved in a project because we're angry at uh, a certain group of people who are we feel like are oppressing others or if we're angry because there are so many people hungry in this country or other countries, anything we do from that anger will be, it's like fire burning in us. So a reminder, first of all, that we, that our motivations can't be from anger. They need to be from compassion. But the other emphasis in this, the talk I was listening to, which is from Bari Center, is uh, the, the importance, just a reminder of the importance of our own practice. And if people can do it, the need to at least for some part of a year or uh, a little bites out of a year to have time to, to be on retreat where your focus for that time is your practice, your meditation practice. And I know for most people, it's really hard to go away somewhere and to not only be away from your daily responsibilities and your family members, but it can be very expensive. But we can learn how to retreat at our own homes. And I know that's difficult because it's easy for me to be distracted if I'm at home. It just seems like things are calling me, like not the phone, but things are just in the air calling me. Suddenly it becomes the best time in the world to wash a couple of dishes or take some laundry down the hall. So, but we can do that and we need to carve out that time and more and more when you feel yourself feeling stressed, feeling uh, burned out just from life. It doesn't have to be because you're you know, you're volunteering to save the world. You might just be trying to save your your own little spot in it, and you're, that's pretty important. But when you feel that uh, now we have Zoom fatigue and we have all these other things that we're kind of burning out on, so instead of just rejecting everything, it's it's important that we come back to the spiritual practice that keeps us going, and that's really what it's all about. 
So if you're signed up for too many Zoom classes and you're studying too much, you might need to remember that just studying alone without the practice, and for Buddhists that's meditation practice, and that practice is when we're actually sitting on the cushion. It's often referred to, and you may not sit in a cushion, but that's that more formalized uh, practice where we're just stopping everything and being with our mind and getting to understand our mind. And we then are able to, the more we can have that part of the practice alive in our lives, then the more we can carry that practice around in all of our waking moments and maybe in our sleep as well. But if you're feeling fatigued, if you're feeling, oh, how long is this going to go on? Look at how you're structuring your time. And it may be that you're not getting enough time for practice in. And that's the time when you just need to sit and be with yourself and and observe yourself, observe your mind, observe, observe this body and observe your mind and how it works and how it tricks us and how it gets us carried off in crazy, into crazy thought patterns. So don't forget that. Don't forget that that's, that's, the studying is wonderful and I'm, I love, I love the studying that I'm getting to do. But if we do that to the exclusion of our practice, it's not really, that's not really the direction we want to be going. And so if you have Zoom fatigue, you can be on Zoom less and be sitting more. And uh, it's, we need to, we need to keep going. So that's, we, we need to keep going regardless of outer circumstances. And so if you're feeling like you're trudging along, try to refresh yourself with that practice, being alone with yourself, watching your mind, observing yourself. And uh, that's, that's always an answer, right? It's not like that's some special thing. That's that's what what that's what draw drew us most of us to uh, Buddhist teachings or to meditation, and we can't. Uh, that's our home. That's our refuge. That's what we need to come back to. So don't forget that. And if you do a body scan, remember that's. That should be part of, I think, more and more that body scan needs to be part of our meditation. So begin with that, and then every day try to spend a little bit more time with yourself. Don't put it on yourself as a new, uh, oh, now I've got to do this in addition to everything else. Don't look at it that way. Just know that it can be your refuge. It can be, it can help you awaken to the world, to yourself, to the true nature of things. So it helps us get rid of disturbing emotions like fear and anger, and it can help us in so many ways. So practice, 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 practice. And it's uh, if you have the space to do it, if you can, find it. Find a really comfortable corner somewhere or a room or a closet 
and just make it your own. If you need a place to get away, uh, find a little spot and don't get carried away too much with fixing it up because <laughs> sometimes people do home, home renovation projects to create a meditation space and they get a little sidetracked with that. So I'm just talking about finding a little corner or finding a little empty space in a closet where you can just, boom, have a place to sit. Um, so that's just, that's the good news too, because the more we practice, the more we're drawn to it. And if we're not putting too many demands on our practice, just be with your breath, be with yourself, and don't assume that you're going to have a magical experience with it or an out-of-this-world experience or some kind of mystical experience. Just be with yourself and observe yourself and let, let it take you very gradually. Uh, you'll see a huge difference in how, you, in how you're looking at other things as well as yourself. So... Let's sit. Uh, I did want to say there's a speaker, a good speaker. He was, he, he, I'm uh, Bhante Kusala, who's speaking. No, that may have been last week. Okay. I think Bhante Kusala was last Saturday. But uh, keep, if you do have a, uh, if you do want to limit the Dhamma you're taking in because you need that time, more time to sit, that's great. But if you can, Combine your meditation with a speaker. There are usually things going on at Blue Lotus where we have uh, really good speakers, and there's there's almost always meditation first and then the speaker. So avail you avail yourself of those opportunities, and uh, just develop those good listening skills, and then you have the meditation and a talk. And that's a pretty good way to get going with studying the Dhamma and understanding yourself better. So let's sit together. It's a beautiful day here. It's cold, but it's just gorgeous and sunny outside. And I hope you're having beautiful weather as well. So find that comfortable spot and allow yourself to be Ah, just give yourself this 15 minutes. We'll begin with a short body scan just to become centered and grounded. And that's we do that by being sure that we're connected to the rest of our body. We don't want just our head floating around. And in times of stress, and I think also being weary, uh, it's easy for us to actually get disconnected from ourselves, to get to have our mind disconnected from our body. We need to take care of both. And uh, if you're having trouble sleeping, I know that's another way that you can become kind of disconnected from yourself. So. Gently close your eyes if that's your practice. And whether you're on the floor or in a chair or on a cushion, 
Allow your spine to feel uplifted. And then just observe your body breathing. The body's doing the work. And with your spine uplifted, your body can breathe, taking in that energy, that air. You'll notice with the uplifted spine that your lungs are able to take in more air just very naturally without any stress on your part. No strain. So this is also good physical therapy. Be aware of your body breathing. That awareness of the breath can come from that area around your nostrils. Or you can put your hand on your belly and feel the belly rise as you inhale and contract a bit as you exhale. Start at the top of your head and we're going to go down and then up again. So as you move down through your body, we're just going to look at pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. Neutral is more when we can't distinguish pleasant or unpleasant. So pleasant could be just feeling spaciousness, openness. It could be uh, maybe an area that you recently had pain in and you're aware that it's perfectly, it's feeling great now. Maybe a muscle that was tight and now it feels very supple and flexible. And unpleasant can be tight or uncomfortable or uh, any, anything from pain to just maybe out of balance and you're really aware of that feeling of un, a lack of balance. And just make a little note to yourself, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Don't spend too much time because we're going to Go through the body. We'll scan it inside and out. Go down from the top of your head. You may feel tightness. Your scalp might be tight if you have a headache. Or your temples could be throbbing. Those could be would be unpleasant. Try to identify exactly the spot that you're labeling. Remember, labels change all the time. So you want to pick out pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral as it is right at this moment. Not where you might uh, be used to feeling 
pleasant or painful. Moving down through your head, through the base of your spine. Now through your neck. Your shoulders. Down both arms into your lower arms. Your wrist and your hands and your fingers. Just checking as you move along for pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Come back into your torso, your upper torso, your upper chest. Your middle torso, mid-torso. Then down into your lower torso, your abdomen. Way down into your lower abdomen. Then your hips. Be aware of how the bones, that earth element feels, and also how your skin, and then how your that flesh inside, just down in your hip area, making the note pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Now move down into your upper legs. Your lower legs, into your feet, into your toes, now we'll reverse it, we'll go from our toes back up, doing the same thing, whatever you're feeling at the moment, Your toes, your feet, your ankles, your lower legs, upper legs, your hips, lower abdomen, in your abdomen, your tummy, mid-torso, in the area from your heart up to your upper chest, Your upper arms, lower arms, down through your wrist, into your hands, 
and your fingers. Then move up to your shoulders, both shoulders. Your neck. Into your head, balanced on your on the top of your spine. Move slowly through your head, noticing pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. Maybe you notice some things that even changed. That quality, that feeling quality, may have changed from the time you started at your head and then got back up to your head. Something that was unpleasant may have become pleasant. We're just taking a snapshot in time. So now come back to just resting very lightly, your attention on your breath, on the body breathing for you. So the breath is right there for us. As long as we're alive, we're breathing. And whenever we're in a difficult situation, the first thing we should do is check and make sure that we're that we're breathing. Sometimes when we're very angry, very upset, we actually can stop our breath. Like a kid maybe crying so hard or some or having a temper tantrum. If we're really angry, sometimes we are we stop breathing. So in our practice, whenever our mind wanders off and we lose our focus, or we just get caught up in other thoughts that are more appealing or seem to be more appealing. We recognize it, and then we tell ourselves, tell the mind, come back to the breath, come back home. Be very gentle with yourself.
Just be aware of each breath in and each breath out. We're breathing energy in and energy out. Be aware of things going on around you. Be aware of sounds you hear. Be aware of the contact that your body feels, the clothes you're wearing, the temperature of the air. If you're, if you're outside, you might feel lovely breezes on your skin. Just be aware of all of this, the smells, the taste in your mouth. Be aware of it all, but no need to respond, no need to get caught up in it. We also have the same thing going on with our mind. Our mind is a sense organ. So we can be aware of the thoughts that the brain is cranking out. We don't need to respond to them. We don't need to feed those thoughts. Just notice the thoughts coming, trying to get our attention. We just keep focusing on our breath. We're aware of the thoughts, but we don't need to get distracted by them. And eventually the thoughts will even subside. So remember our mind is the sky, endless, boundless. And those thoughts are just little clouds. Sometimes they may feel like heavy storm clouds wiping out the sky. But the sky is always there, and those clouds will pass. So we can be patient. We can be patient and allow them to pass.
we're practicing. So we'll be able to really look at our own mind. If, for, if you're in maybe a, a newer meditator, it may seem like I'll never, I'll never be able to avoid the distractions. Uh, yes, yes, you will be able to. It's just a matter of practicing. So when we're sitting like this, this is what we call practicing. We're just practicing so we can uh, move out into the world and live our lives being less reactive to things, which means we become more thoughtful. We're able to let the right thought get in when we need it to help us be patient to help us not react in our habitual way, but to be able to choose a way that is more skillful. So be patient with yourself. Whenever you notice you're distracted, you may hear a particular sound, for example. Other sounds may be perfectly okay staying in the background for you. There might be a particular sound that just always seems to bother you for some reason. You've got some kind of history with it. Um, and you want to react to that sound, which can completely pull you out of your practice. And see if you can just sit with it. If you hear that sound, it might be a loud sound or a, a, you know, a car backfiring, a, a someone else's TV, a door slamming, something that really causes you to jump a little bit or just put you put you in a bad mood immediately. That's probably a habitual pattern you have. Might be because it's just a sound that's annoying or really uh, frightens you for an instant. There's probably a story connected to why it bothers you. And this is our opportunity to work with that just by being aware. That's all we have to do. We don't have to go back and search for the original story. We just have to come back. You can notice your reaction, but then come back to your breath.
and recognize that this is part of the meditation practice. We're watching our reactions. We're observing the way our mind works. Don't make any judgments. Don't be critical of yourself for having a reaction. Just observe it. Move on. I think it's about time for me to leave, but I want you to sit. If you can sit longer and continue your practice, your mind might be in the perfect place to just spend a few more minutes at least, and then go about your day. Or you might, if, you, if you're getting ready to go to sleep, you could listen to this and Allow yourself to just fall asleep. If you have trouble going to sleep or staying asleep, no problem at all listening to, to my leading a meditation. If it helps anybody sleep, then I realize there's so many people that have issues with sleep that I'm so happy to volunteer my calm voice to help you go to sleep. But if you're, if you're awake and you can stay awake, this, we always want to meditate without using it, uh, you know, staying, staying awake and not getting drowsy is usually a test. As we're, if you're a beginner, beginning meditator, make sure you distinguish between using the sound of my voice and the quiet to help you sleep and uh, to use it to help you meditate. <laughs> So have a beautiful Thursday, and I hope you are doing well. And I will be here tomorrow morning as well.
Okay, I see some good friends. Thank you. Have a good day.